Hello everyone and welcome to Minis and Movies episode 26. I am John Spencer for More Than Dice. I will be your host of course, as is the standard. I want to thank all of you patrons for listening early and patronizing us, or patronizing us, both actually. Um, you guys really help keep us going, help pay for uh, our equipment so we don't have to take it out of our own pocket and make this a hobby that we can actually enjoy to do and don't have to worry about it affecting us financially. So I do appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. And I want to thank everyone who listens because honestly we do this for you guys. You're the reason. We don't do this just to hear ourselves talk. I really don't like listening to myself talk. My voice sounds really weird to me and that shouldn't be a surprise. No one is used to hearing their own voice. Anyways, I want to thank you all because you guys are responsible for that new microphone. That is pretty cool. Anyways, uh, tonight we're going to talk about what to do when your Kickstarter has just gone belly up. Or maybe it's possibly going belly up and you don't know. You know, give some ideas what to do and maybe some more ideas on what to look for in a Kickstarter. Maybe uh, to divorce some of your emotion and passion for a project from your uh, logical thoughts of, hey, I shouldn't probably back this because they have a bad history and then in the uh, movie section I'm going to start the three-part series on the Expendables with of course the titular Expendables movie uh, tonight I'm going to be drinking some uh, Dr. McGillicuddy's apple pie liqueur which is super sweet and totally legit uh, so hey hey Ron all right on to section one talk about games and talk about Kickstarters. So if those of you who have not been paying attention, uh, uh, Ninja Division, a.k.a. Soda Pop Miniatures, they're the same company, uh, have announced they cannot support their uh, most recent... Um, damn, can't remember the name of the game now. Well, end all be all is that we're not going to be getting any of their games. We're not going to get uh, Super Dungeon Explorer. That's what I'm thinking of, Super Dungeon Explorer. Uh, went down. They can't afford to produce it. They're shopping it around to people, to companies who think there's some potential to get the money to finish it off. Unfortunately, that also means most of the other Kickstarter projects are not in a good place, which also includes uh, stuff like Starfinder Miniatures and the one I've been waiting for, which is Relic Knights 2nd Edition. So, now I know, been listening, you know, I saw they couldn't do the one. I'm like, I know immediately this means that mine's not going to go either. Uh, let's be honest, In the, the decision between funding uh, Super Dungeon Explorer and funding Relic Knights, I know which way they're going to go, because I know which one brings them more money. So, what do I do now? I have over $300 in that. Um, to be fair, I didn't put anything in it I couldn't afford to lose. It's much like gambling. Uh, and in fact, you probably should be looking at that Kickstarters like that. But okay, so let's look at Reactions. Uh, I am not going to go on Twitter and start bashing them and, and ripping them apart because it's not going to help the situation. Quite honestly, that does nothing but piss off some people who are already in a bad place. They don't want to fail. They just happened to fail. It happened. It exists. Move on. Second part, I'm not going to go over Facebook and, like, piss, moan, and whine and, you know, rip them a new asshole in every form I can find. That's not, again, much like going on Twitter and doing stuff, that's not going to solve anything. What I'm going to do, I'm going to keep an eye on the news, see, you know, if anything comes up, and I'm going to move on with my fucking life. Uh, I'm going to take all my old models, they're in a box, so they're going to stay in the damn box. I have sculpted bases for my uh, Shattered Sword Paladins, and I may uh, go and grab those bases and repurpose them for something else. 
though since they're using lipped bases, I don't really have any games that need lipped bases right now. So maybe they just sit there forever. I don't know. Don't really care. That's all money in the past. Uh, I've spent it. It is done. It's not worth crying over spilled milk. I mean, I've already had the situation where I lost out on the Robotech Kickstarter. And I don't want to say lost out. I didn't have a lot of faith in Ninja Division and Palladium Books to put a good game together, which is why I didn't jump in immediately. I saw a lot of their previews and didn't like the game. So I'm like, let me just get the, the, the limited edition miniatures that are coming out. And then if the game's good, I'll pick it up at my FLGS. So, we've established that piss moaning and whining on the internet's not going to help. And obviously if someone brings it up, say your opinion. If someone asks, by all means, share your opinion. But just don't go out of your way. It's not going to be worth the time, not worth your time. That kind of negativity is just going to foster more negativity. And then you just go down that rabbit hole. And no one wants to go down that rabbit hole. No one tries to go down that rabbit hole. It just happens. You start getting negative and the, the shit just keeps happening. So don't don't do it. It's not worth it. Also, just put the game out of your mind. You know, I put it out of my mind, whatever. Uh, I was, <laughs> I bought the novelization of, uh, I didn't realize it at the time I bought it, but the novelization of the story from uh, the Relic Knights rulebook. And I'm reading that, but I'm going to put that on hold too. Leave it aside. Um, I didn't pay a lot for it. It's not like a big deal again. And I'm going to move on, look at other stuff. I've already been putting together other stuff. I mean, I'm sure you guys are waiting with bated breath to hear some more War Machine and or uh, Age of Sigmar tidbits from me, which will be coming. I mean, I got a bunch of stuff planned. I just hard to come up with topics on the fly. And this one came up this week, so I figured, what the heck. So just put it out of your mind, move on. So what does that mean for Kickstarters? Well, it means that all of us have to be a lot more careful when we're looking at Kickstarters. There was a period that we're all willy-nilly in on everything, and we can't do that anymore. You have to really look at the product, really ask questions about the product. You can contact people on Kickstarter. They have buttons. I've done it. Example, um, I don't remember the name of the Kickstarter, um, but there's a gentleman making a comic. Uh, I'll actually find the information since it is on the internet, and I have a magical device connected to the internet. I just was trying not to have clicking going on in the background while I'm talking. Uh, I didn't think I was going to talk about this, but, you know... What the hell, I will. I'll just go here and scroll down and find. Do, 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 do. The Elemental Balance. That's what it's called. So a, uh, a gentleman by uh, named Zane, who's doing insane comics, uh, had a uh, idea for a comic book, and he's gonna, he's called The Elemental Balance. And he, he, he threw it out there. I, I saw it, found it through uh, probably Facebook, maybe Twitter. And I'm like, oh, that looks interesting. And then I read his preview, and I'm like, this is a lot like something that came up before called The Elementals by uh, Bill Willingham back in the 80s. And I, I con 80s or 90s, and I contacted Zane and said, hey, man, I saw this. I saw your Kickstarter. I want to know, like, are you sure this is distinct? It looks awfully like it by the quick previews I've seen. Are you sure you're not going to get sued? you sure you're not plagiarizing something? And uh, he responded. And said, no, he hadn't known about when he went into it. He's seen it since. He's actually talked to a lawyer and is very, very sure that they are completely different properties. His does not infringe. It's like the basic core of it sounds similar and then it just completely diverges. Super cool. He even sent me the, the first issue for me to read and peruse to make sure that I thought it was good and wasn't going to uh, cause any problems. Because, you know, it's money and if someone gets sued, you're immediately not going to get that Kickstarter. As soon as a lawsuit happens, there's no longer a Kickstarter, so keep that in mind. 
sometimes you might get your money back, but man, that's unfortunate because that also means that that guy just lost a ton of money because lawsuit plus having to give all the money back from Kickstarter. So, in any case, uh, I ended up backing him, figuring what the heck. Um, getting physical copies of the comics seems good. Seems like easy to deliver. He's obviously got a lot of pages done, a lot of work there, and he's passionate. And God damn it, he took the time to actually think about what I was saying and had the right answers. And I feel like if you're unsure about a project, you're going to have to do that nowadays. Contact them, see what they say, see what their ideas are. I mean, good lord, these guys are out there. If they're, they're passionate about their project, project, you should be able to get some information from them. So we're going to have to be smart like that, figure out exactly what they're about. We're going to have to look at it, see, do we need it? Is it a new game? I hate to say this, guys. We don't need any new miniature games for at least a year. Let some of the shit that's coming out get out. Let shit cement and go, do we actually need this? Does this actually add to my gaming or is it just another game that's not going to have time to play? I'll be honest. Would Relic Knights have had time to play? Maybe a couple locals might want to play it. It was not going to be a lot of time for me, so I'll be okay. Uh, and honestly, it scratches off my list. You remember from several episodes ago, I did my whole list of games I'm interested in. This potentially scratches one off, and unfortunately does so in a way that loses me money. But, you know, shit happens. It's life. Kickstarter is not a guarantee. I know there's a lot of people out there using it as pre-order systems, and uh, if I may say... Fuck those people. It's not a kick... It's not for, for a pre-order system. Use your FLGS for that shit. You, people don't realize it's a symbiotic relationship. You spend money in FLGS, FLGS buys, spends money at the distributor buying stuff. The distributor spends money through the actual manufacturer to buy stuff. It goes around. If you take that out, the manufacturer cuts out distributors and FLGS as it goes straight to the customer. You know what happens? That's a bunch of places that don't get money. I know you're thinking, well, everyone takes a cut. Yeah, everyone takes a cut. You end up paying more, but what you're paying for in the case of an FLGS is a pace to play a place to play, man, I cannot speak tonight, apologies, a place to play, a place to hang out, a place to get your stuff. If they go under, you're going to be stuck with the internet, and you know what? You can't play miniature games on the internet. I know that's a shock to you guys, but it's true. Second is the distributor. You think, oh, distributor, you know, they just make money, but those are still people making money doing their job, and they get the games for FL just to get. If you start getting that, it starts to become harder and harder to get games. Suddenly, your FLGS is losing more money because they have to go directly to the manufacturer. Thus, instead of paying one shipping charge, or in a lot of cases, free, because it's a big enough order, they're now entering smaller orders where they're definitely going to have shipping charges and paying, oh, i got to pay Night Miles, i got to pay Privateer Pass, i got to pay FFG, i got to pay Wizards of the Coast. That's not going to work. That's an unsustainable business model. That's too many distributors. So while your FLGS may not go out of business, it means they're not going to try new shit. Because they're paying shipping on top of everything, and there's no way they're going to take a chance on a game. They're going to wait for the game to hit. And games may not hit then, because they're not going to have FLGS pushing them. If you got some small company coming out with a game, and FLGS can take a chance on that. Add it to my order. Sure, I'll take a couple copies. It's just the game. If I sell them, we're good. If not, maybe I'll sell 50% and break even. You know, worth a shot there. That will go away. You will no longer have that, because they won't be able to take the chance, because now you're adding a shipping charge on top of that. So, there's so much more to it. And you, you, we got to stop using the systems that use it as a fucking prayer system. I'm looking directly in the direction of fucking Cool Mini or not. That's all they use Kickstarter for. They are a successful business. They have no place using a fucking Kickstarter. 
Kickstarters are for small businesses trying to, to make something, independent people trying to make something, and maybe a small business trying to expand. Example, Privateer Press did their video game through Kickstarter. I have no problem with that. They're not a video game company. That That's understandable. Now, Privateer Press put a new miniatures game out there, like sort of, say, Weird Miniatures did that recent, not that long ago with the other side. They uh, Kickstarter that. I'm like, no, no, you're a fucking miniatures company. You've already got miniature stuff in plan. Uh, I think you're sort of hurting the, you're hurting the end users because you're taking out the FLGS. We can't do that. We have to look what we do. The, the days of being able to be blind to that are gone. It, it's like everything. Some things you can buy online is not a big deal. Other things you can't. And don't don't think I'm saying everything has to be bought online. That's not true at all. Or offline, sorry. Some things can. There are times, you know, if you have a really expensive product, you don't want to pay full price. That's understandable. Go to an online place, but go to one that you want to support. Um, I've always been a proponent of discount games because they uh, they do stuff for the environment, for the, for the community. They, they support a podcast. Jay does a bunch of other things. Yes, he's in to make money, but he also gives back. And that's important. You want your... Don't the company you purchase from to give back, or at least give you what you need. So, a little bit of side rant over there. We have to look at the Kickstarters. So start looking at what they're offering, how much it is. Is this the company that's been around? If you see, like, this is their 17th Kickstarter, you know, you might want to think twice about the company. Sure, you're probably going to get what you ordered, but you might actually be hurting the development of the game further on, or development games in general. Like, a lot of local stores don't carry Zombicide because fuck Zombicide all they do is pre-order that shit through Kickstarter and then take money away from the FLGSs. And those are board games. Those are not, there's not a huge market for those. It's not like miniature games where you've got that self-perpetuating you know, money. People come in for board games. They leave with a board game. See, this place has got other board games. They come back. we, we got to look at that. we got to support the FLGSs. We have to look at the Kickstarters carefully. Some people would do. Like, this guy is not going to get through major comics distributors. This guy, uh, Zane. He's not going to get through them for a long time. And maybe by then when he does, he's not going to be kickstarting anymore. But at least now he's got enough to start his comic book. I'll get some copies. It's all good. Uh, Dave Taylor uh, did a book through Kickstarter. He's not a publisher. He's just an independent guy. That's what it's for. So you have to look at that. Look at the source. Example, anything from any of the guys from Ninja Division or Soda Pop, just don't. You can't. Look at what they've done in the past. Look at how they've delivered or not delivered. Palladium Books cannot do a Kickstarter anymore because they haven't delivered. People aren't going to aren't going to support them, and it's fair. They've shown what they can and can't do, and people aren't going to be put, putting up with that shit anymore. So there you go, a little bit of Kickstarter thoughts. Um, I'll be uh, popping some new ideas. I'll, I I keep a look at Kickstarter once in a while just to see what's out there. Um, I miss the Savage Worlds one, but then again, I don't really play enough role playing games to really spend money on that. And you have to be careful what you spend your money on for Kickstarter. Because Kickstarter doesn't always, uh, you know, you don't always look at Kickstarter and know exactly what you're getting. You, you might buy stuff you don't need. Like, yeah, I got the Dungeons and Doggos because the dog models are cool. But that's exactly what I expect from them. They're like, oh, we're going to have rules and stuff. Like, that. that's cool. That's not what I bought. I bought it for cool dog models that are sort of like adventurers. So, there you go. Be more careful, Kickstarter. Take a look at what they are. Ask questions. Sometimes bid a dollar. And, you know, put in a dollar. Look at their answers they've already had to people. Because um, a dollar towards a project, if you're interested in it, that's fine. That means, hey man, you had a concept I'm interested in, here's a dollar, I want to keep an eye on what you're doing. And don't do that stupid shit where I take my dollar away at the end. Come on, man. 
You put a dollar in, just don't get a soda one day. One soda, one day, you cover that dollar and more. You know, we're supporting people who are trying to make their dream come true, or maybe a company that's just trying to get one over, but they're still trying to put good products out there for us. So keep that in mind. Look at Kickstarter. Think about what you're getting. Ask some questions for you. Just hit that button and uh, pledge your money. All right, so enough of me ranting. Uh, let's go on to uh, our movie section. Ron. All right, so this time we're going to do The Expendables 1. Now, Expendables is a movie that had a lot of promise. It promised a lot, a return to old-style action movies, you know, sort of in the vein of the 80s. And to a certain extent it delivered, but to a certain extent it didn't. Um, I did this a lot differently than my normal ones. I didn't do the ratings. I did what I didn't, didn't like, did and didn't like about it. Um, I'm going to go with its number one problem. And that is that bullshit flake computer generated blood that was fucking crap. It, it was terrible. I mean... Every time that blood splatter happened, it was so fake. You're like, oh my god, come on. They used to do this shit without that. Get practical effects in there. It's so much better. Or even take 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 an idea from another movie, uh, The Losers. It's PG-13. Because it's true, people, there's not a lot of blood splatter. You know, there's some blood occasionally, not much. It's not like splattering everywhere. Because bullets don't always do that. Y you'll find you'll be okay. You mean stylize it so that you, you shoot somebody you don't necessarily see a lot of blood and man there's some unrealistic shit in this movie too I'm going to say number one would be like Dolph Lundgren and that shotgun that shotgun like guns don't do that like I understand you're trying to be cool and edgy and gritty but I mean come on that was some shit uh, in any case um, that's literally the biggest biggest problem with the movie um, and the biggest like of the movie is the fact that it is a bunch of cool action stars together. The problem is it's not really all the old guys like they sort of promised. It's Stallone and Dolph Lundgren but then it's Jason Statham who's much more of a, a new slash middle guy and then Randy Kocher who's not ever been an action star and uh, God I feel terrible because I don't remember his name sorry Terry Crews Man, and and they do a little bit. They get like Steve Austin in there. He's not really an old guy. Jet Li is more of a Jason Statham, you know, sort of era guy. Mickey works sort of an older do older uh, action guy. Not too many, but enough. Um, yeah, so it, it it's not really the old guys like we wanted. Sure, sure, Arnold's in there, and Arnold's okay in there. I like sort of him and Stallone having that back and forth. It's kind of amusing. It's not great, but it's kind of amusing. And then Bruce Willis is in there, and uh, that's another thing I didn't really like. Bruce Willis is... Whoever wrote his dialogue, probably Stallone, is terrible. It was not good. He doesn't deliver it well. He didn't need to be in this movie at all. Arnold and, and Stallone, much better. Uh, I think they could have done a little better work on their, uh, their banter back and forth. But it's not bad. It's enjoyable. Uh, the most enjoyable combination is Stallone and, St and Statham, and I feel like this could be a much better two-man movie, but they wanted the whole crew, so they got the whole crew. Uh, speaking of the rest of the crew, uh, Dolph Lundgren, 
I like Dolph Lundgren. His character is weirdly utilized in this goddamn movie. It was his whole arc of being out of control and then getting kicked off the team and then betraying them and then helping them and living. It was a weird arc. It, it should have been in a goddamn like second movie or something. It shouldn't have been in the first one. Um, it was just un weirdly utilized. It was not great. It could have been a lot better. Um, after that, the next guys, um, unfortunately, Terry Crews and Randy Carter don't get much of a moment themselves. They get a little bit to do, but not much at all. Um, it's not terrible, but it's also not great. I mean, what are you going to do there? Um, Jet Li's character completely fucking out of Sarah. Yin Yang, it's a terrible name. Uh, he, he, they hint that he's got a story and they don't. It, there's no story there. It's, it's sort of the problem. Uh, it would have been much better in a second movie where, you know, he reveals sort of Sulu-like in uh, Star Trek VI that he's got a fucking family and they didn't know about it. You know, first movie, you get to know the guys. You know, it's a lot more standard fare. Second movie, he's got a family. Dolph Lundgren's got problems that are coming to the fore. Then you got a fucking... Then you got some good stuff. But they didn't do that. Um... I'm going to finish with the bad stuff since I'm looking at it. Uh, there's a car chase and fight that's completely unnecessary. It's cool. It's not bad. It's completely unnecessary, and it just pads the movie out. They they could have been done better with that. Um, I, that's really a lot of my major problems. Other than that, there's a lot of good to this movie. The action's really good overall, aside from the shitty blood. Uh, fights are interesting. Even the car chase, it's unnecessary, and the fight afterwards unnecessary but interesting um i like the fact that eric roberts uh and the other villains don't necessarily get along eric roberts and stone cold are one team and then the uh the general is another team and like i like they don't get along unfortunately there's no payoff for it the payoff is oh maybe the bad guys have him down and then the general's like no you know you're stuck sucking the soul from our country we're gonna fight you and then you get this cool fight where you know the the general and his soldiers and the expendables versus, you know, the better than the soldiers, you know, guys that Eric Roberts brought with him. But no, you don't get any playoff. Payoff, it just becomes a a slight three-way fight that's not even that good as a three-way fight. A, a solid three-way fight would have been good too, but they don't get it. So I like that the villains don't get along for the whole thing, but I hate that there's no payoff for it. It kind of undercuts it. But overall action's good. Mickey work is fucking great every time he's on the screen. Statham's good, Stallone's solid, Statham and Stallone together are great. Um, it's a solid movie, I very much enjoy it. Um, I like what they were going for, but I hate that they just, they didn't have it. You know, this is a movie that's almost there, and honestly that's going to be the story of uh, the second one, a movie that's almost there, but for totally different reasons when I get to that one. I've seen some clips of it recently, bits and pieces. I haven't rewatched it yet. I did rewatch The Expendables, it was a little bit ago, but I wrote lots of notes. <laughs> So, there you go. Expendables, solid action, interesting. I don't regret owning it. Uh, I never regret watching it. I just, I long for what it could have been more. You know, you try not to judge a movie what it could have been, with some rare exceptions. This movie could have been a lot more, and it didn't. So, it ends up being slightly better than your average action movie. Um, I would have called it average, but after some talking with El Marshall, I'm like, yeah, you're right, this is better than average. I'm going to give it... Uh, two between two and two and a half shots of kraken let's say two shots of kraken it is style over substance it's cool scene but misses the mark overall it it's a 
better than an average action movie. Um, and maybe the worst in this series. We'll see after I watch two. So uh, there you go, The Expendables. Uh, look forward to Expendables 2 next time. Um, I plan on doing a couple different, uh, you know, movie groupings. You know, I've got a bunch of, you know, like Clash of the Titans original and remake. I might do those, might do those on the main podcast. But if you have any thoughts about it, let me know. You know, either way, you want to see it, you don't want to see it, you don't want to see me do too many movies you guys can't see for free. Maybe you do want to see me do more movies you can't see for free because you want to hear what my reviews are. Let me know. Maybe you've got a gaming topic. Hit me up with a gaming topic. Maybe you don't agree with one of my topics. Hit me up. I'm happy to hear from you guys. Uh, how do you hit me up? That's easy. Twitter, at John O. Spencer. Facebook, John Oakland Spencer. Email, John Oakland Spencer at Yahoo.com. I'm cunning like that. No one ever knows it's me. Or just hit up on the More, More Than Dice Facebook page. I'll answer those too. In any case, there you go, some Kickstarter thoughts and The Expendables, and next time The Expendables 2 and some other random topic, maybe Age of Sigmar, I've been doing a bunch of that. Uh, I have some campaign rules I'm working on based off the Malifaux Slowgrow rules. So I guess it's more of, I have some Slowgrow rules based off the Malifaux Slowgrow rules, not really a campaign, but we will see. Maybe I'll throw some of those ideas your ways. We'll see what I think of. Hit me up if you have any ideas, and until next time, Ron! <laughs>